Cause I need it. Lord knows I love them bad hoes. They can see it. I didn't build it from the ground up. They ain't believe it. Had to fuck your hoe cause you were playing. And now we even. Huh? Take my shirt off and all the hoes stop breathing. Who said I won't run up me a B? Give me a reason. Cause you brought the gas, you throw that pass and I'm receiving. She gon' suck that dick and give me guns for like she teasing. Rolling in the leaf and hit the moon, did my seasons. Put two million up, but I ain't peace. Huh? Oh, you crashing out by these hoes, take it easy. Diamonds, they gon' dance on these hoes like Chris Breeze. Uh, tell her I need Marley's. Ride me like a Harley. She know I'm a playboy, don't confuse me with. Peace, love, and life, and peace, love, and light. Welcome, stay, come again. I'm your host, Him Not Them. Got to give and always will a shout out to the ancestors, the elders, listeners, likers, and subscribers. Can't show the hate, no love. As always, drink your water, eat your greens. We are here, we are live, and we are in full effect. That was the sounds of K Camp, even Steven. Take my shirt off and all the hoes stop breathing. Listen, when Gucci Man was out, it was nothing else needed to be played. I know people are big, people are big Young Jeezy fans, but you knew you gotta know who I was going with on the verses. You understand? <laughs> Let that be known. Wop, understand me? But nonetheless, him using that, I don't know, verse reference kind of took me back, and that's why I had to start the installment with that. Greetings and salutations. Hopefully the family is doing well and you don't hear people pulling up from work as I record. Anytime we try to sit in front of the mic family, there's always something in the elements. But we've, we've discussed what that is and what that can possibly possibly be perceived as. But nonetheless, it's just a distraction and we bypass them. But yeah, I started, I sat down, get ready to record and like, and like one neighbor showed up. Then I stopped. Then another neighbor then another neighbor showed up. I'm like, hold up, dog. <laughs> what is y'all doing? But nonetheless, we're here. Hopefully the family is doing well. We are rounding out the fifth month of the 2023 year. Um, it feels the same, honestly. I think if anyone feels like there's, I don't know, something that's weighing you, holding you back, please assess that and get ready for which Get ready for the moments will be get ready for the moments that will be halfway of 2023. Um, excuse me for mumbling as I speak, family, because I'm gathering and having all these new thoughts before I <laughs> I didn't have these. I had other things I wanted to say, but that's the candidacy of what we do. As I think about us approaching the halfway mark of 2023, I don't want us to like recap what's happened thus far, but kind of look at like what we've experienced. And as of late, an Asian convenience store owner shot a 14-year-old black kid in South Carolina. When I first started these installments, I was on the hunt for information like that because at the time, it was happening so frequent. I feel like because I haven't been searching for that information as diligent as I once did, and these, and these events are still happening, it's very disheartening. And this was back in 2018, 2017, you understand? where it was all these individuals of melanin descent just dying at the hands of violence for no but it, it's always making the news you rarely see on the news a white kid getting shot in the store or an asian kid getting shot in the store you might hear a hispanic a latino here and there 
But they they will put the young melanated man or woman on TV and say their name, but keep the name of their killer sealed. What? We need to know who did this. You understand? Then two or three days two or three days later, you hear who committed the crime. So I say all that to say that the corporation is still moving how it should. Other headlines are making the news feeds, and the melanated deaths are still occurring, and it's and it's sad, you know. And when we think about it, like the Asian hate bill, like, you know, one heinous crime happened to an Asian club and they had a bill passed in six months. Us as melanin, melanated individuals of this country, we haven't even sniffed that. And even when they gave us what they were, even when they gave us what we were supposed to naturally have, they still treated us like shit, respectfully. I say what I have to say is that 2023 has resemblance of that just coded different just masked different right and we we shouldn't fall for the old dog and pony show you understand what i'm saying we've really got to start using the information that is available because here at 30 talk we're all about solutions and try to overcome that and understand why they are putting that type of information out there why these tragic events are still happening because that's how this country is ran. That's like a, it's like a, a, a spring or a spoke. It's, it's in place, you understand? It's part of the process. It's a weapon of war, you understand? Let me get off my soapbox. <laughs> but when I saw that in the news, man, I was very upset. Like, apparently when they looked at the, uh, I don't know, when they looked at the footage of the crime, he was dead wrong. Young man, gone. I wish I had his name in front of me. I'll have it before the installment is out. But come on now. 14. As we shift gears, I'm just looking at what we are going to be doing. Because I'm a little frustrated, family. Excuse me. As we shift gears and I look at what we are going to be discussing tonight, the information that can be available to whoever is listening is going to be able to look at what we're capable of doing once we start looking within. You know, to the world, we might just be a being or or something to use as an example. But if we start to elevate ourselves, what we will discover, <coughs> excuse me, will become a natural repellent to that. We will create such a glow, such an aura that it will become blinding become blinding to anyone who try to stand in front of it. Once we figure out how we can do that for ourselves, it will become easier to not only express that to ourselves, I'm sorry, express that to others, but people won't even have to ask the question. They will already see it. It will be already spoken for. You understand? Before I go into new information, I always look at old information. I'm looking at something that I wrote back in 2018 when I first started these installments. And the rough draft that I titled it was Progression, Options, and Decisions. It was just two paragraphs because it was at one point I wanted to write a book. <laughs> I was reading a lot of James Baldwin and I was like, man, I want to write a book. Because I felt like the experience that he was writing about in the 1960s was happening in 2018. I was like, what? And, and what are we talking about? How dare we pretend like this isn't happening? You understand? So it's like, that type of inspiration from an elder and now an ancestor really pushed me to be where I'm at today. And I got to give got to give kudos to that. So as I read a short excerpt of what I wrote, 
I felt like it was very fitting for where we are here in 2023. Hone in on your ability to be suitably self-efficient. Oftentimes, we feel that we've adequately prepared for the next phase in our life. And if we didn't, that's when ill-advised decisions are made. Honesty is pivotal when it comes to self-evaluation. It's irrational to believe that an individual that is forthright within him or herself can make an honest and objective decision on a consistent basis. If we can't figure out who we are, we can't expect anyone to figure us out. And then we'll spend a lot of our time trying to explain what we're saying instead of actually knowing how to say it. And I'm speaking about the big age that we find ourselves now. You understand? Anyone who's young enough to try to learn this and, and implement it, you know, kudos to you. But if you are 30 plus trying to attract, and I'm not talking about opposite sex or just relationship. I'm saying if you're trying to attract a certain way of living different from where you are, it starts with how you evaluate yourself. And if you're not honest with yourself, consistent enough, we're not going to make the best decisions. I can speak on that because I was like that. I had bouts with that. That's probably why I wrote it down. <laughs> you understand? In 2018. At the same time, I can look at these words now and be like, okay, I might not be in that position, but what can I self-evaluate right now? What can I put in place right now that's going to help me move to the next step? Could it be career? Could it be socially? Could it be friendship? Can it be family ship? Right? Whatever ship we're trying to sail, what can we do to improve that? And how and how can we avoid, I don't know, the distractions, right? That can possibly get in our way. And it's so funny that I wrote this down in 2018, 2018 about being objective because that was something that we we're going to probably talk about tonight, just in brief, because I haven't really got it all together. But I want to kind of like introduce the idea of being more objective when we speak and when we think. Our first break. Yes, family, that was Miguel featuring J. Cole, Come Through and Chill. That's a 2017 record. When I was listening to it, I was in Jamaica. I think it was going into 2018. Yeah, so like the New Year's going into 2018, I was in Jamaica. That shit was live. First time at an all-inclusive, I felt as though I was the man. You understand? And it was that type of experience that comes it becomes cemented so when there's moments of you know doubt or feeling as though that I can't recreate certain types of energies or ideas I go to times when I was on top of the world and I want the family to like introduce that idea or practice into their way of living just 10 minutes of your time write down think about yell it out all the times you did something good you understand where you thrived 
where whatever it is that you was doing, you over succeeded. You understand? And have that readily available or just available, right? So when there's times when you're in question, when you're in doubt, you know exactly what to turn to or how to address it because there was once a time when you were on top. As we transition into the relationship talk moment of the evening, we are going to discuss, um, yes, we are going to discuss trauma bonding, all right? Just a brief discussion on trauma bonding. And if you haven't heard that terminology, it's relatively new to me, but it makes all the sense. When we are in pursuit of some form of companionship, be it platonic or romantic, we tend to try to find the aspects or the qualities that we share, the commonality, um, the compatibility, not necessarily the chemistry, just the compatibility. Oh, you like red? I like red. Oh, this your favorite movie? Oh, I like those styles of movies. Maybe you like this one. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite jump too. Compatibility. In that moment, we're trying to create what create what some will call a bond. You understand? And in that bonding experience, we become attached. We become closer to being one because of that bond. But if we are bonding on traumatic experiences, it will become even more difficult to detach because we are, when I say we, I'm just involving myself in a situation. We are already involved in a bonding aspect and we've already discussed certain levels of trauma. Trying to detach from that trauma bond can be stifling, damn near crippling. You understand? So if we get into a relationship with someone and we've created such a strong bond of trauma and we be together for X amount of years and then that relationship begins to grow stale, the only thing that's keeping us together is that traumatic bond. And we can't do that, right? We have to recognize what we're bringing to the table. I hate saying that because that phrase is kind of weak. What do you bring to the table? What do you bring to the table? Who are you and what do you provide? Do you, if I got the plates, do you got the silverware? You understand? What do, what, do you, what do you bring? What skill do you bring? That's just the simplest way I can say to that question. But I digress. If we are realizing that the relationship is stale and we are in a trauma bond, the detachment can become stifling or crippling. I say all that to say is that if we are trying to form a healthy relationship with someone, it's okay to be transparent. But at the same time, we have to find ourselves recognizing where we're bonding and what type of events we're bonding on. And I'll just leave that there. On our last installment, we talked about the Move 9. I'm going to call them a social group. <laughs> they weren't radicals. They were a social group of melanated people that the government hated. And they... um. Yeah, if, you, if this is your first installment, please go back at least one. And where I discussed the Move 9 social group, where they bombed, they were bombed by the Philadelphia police. Probably the U.S. government, but the Philadelphia police. The dates was May 13th, 1985. And since then, individuals were freed from jail for at least, for at least after at least serving 40 years, minimum 40 years, Right. So they got locked up in 1985. They were released around 2018 when I got wind of this information. The women that were freed after 40 years 
were by the names of Janine Phillips, Africa, and Janet Holloway, Africa. All right, the Move Nine individuals all changed their last name to Africa. They were united not only on the political front, but on the family front. When Janine Phillips was released from prison, she was 63. And when Janet Holloway was released, she was 68. So they did 40 years in jail for something that they believed in. You understand? And we sometimes fall short because we don't recognize our greatness when it's individuals of our melanin descent that went through real trial and was, when I say trial, I'm talking about from the government and from what they had to experience. And having to overcome that speaks volumes. They need to be highlighted. The pair was the last four women of the Move 9. Two years before the incident, Janine was in a scuffle. Oh, this is in, um, oh, the reason why she got locked up was in 1978. Excuse me, I'm reading my notes. So in 1978, before the 1985 event, she got into a uh, scuffle with the police, right? Janine got into a scuffle with an officer, resulting in the officer being hit in the head. And she was also being beat by the police. And the police made her drop her three-week-old baby named Life Africa. So pretty much she was defending herself against the attacks of the police. She hit them. They made her drop her baby. That baby was only three weeks old. The baby was trampled, unfortunately, and passed. So that then probably already set her off. That after the police before Ice Cube, you understand? And really showing that before this quote-unquote gangster rap that they say tormented the streets in our neighborhoods from when it came from when it came into existence, they was already doing this in 1978. There was no gangster rap in 1978. You understand? And the police were still beating on our people. And especially the ones who spoke highly of themselves, especially the ones who understood knowledge of self. Those, and I'm going to use this word, those crackers couldn't understand that. They hated that. And so now... We find ourselves in positions where we're being, I don't know, we're not being anything because I'm not judging anyone. What I'm saying is, is that what goes around, been going around. You understand? And we have to understand that it's not, it's not something that we've done personally. It's just how the game is rigged against us. So the other individuals that were, as I go back to the notes, the other individuals that were appeared in prison, let's go to the gentleman, Eddie Goodman, Africa, Chuck Sims, Africa, Delbert, Africa, Michael Davis, Africa. He fathered the baby that was born in prison. I think I'll, re I'll get to those notes in a second. They were all released October of 2018. Right, reunited after 40 years. Oh, yeah, that's the part of the story I remember now. So, apparently, when they got locked up, because you know, there was only like nine of them, 12 like total, they were a unit. So, when they got locked up, they stayed together as a couple. And when they was released 40 years later, they was together because Debbie, Debbie Sims gave birth to her child in prison. Right? Crazy. And the father of her child was Michael Davis Africa. And they got reunited after 40 years. And I felt like that was a great way to put a bow on a shitty box, respectfully, because it's it's bittersweet. Yes, we still in love. Yes, we still created life. But we didn't even get to live our life together. Now, they got re reunited after 40 years. 
but the government took something or tried to take something from them. And no matter how much time they robbed them of, they were still able to be triumphant. And that's something us as melanated people have to kind of like use as our our internal burn or our internal drive is really know that we have a lot more capabilities than what's projected. We don't got to be a rapper or a baby mother. We don't got to be an athlete. Hell, we don't have to be a doctor or a lawyer. We can be someone that has knowledge of self, that can thrive in an area that can make us richer and wealthier beyond our years or beyond our dreams. We just have to tap into who we are and understand how to achieve that. Our last break. project it's a few things a few songs excuse me that i vibe with for sure i'm not the biggest little dirt fan but i do like his bodies of music before we close out family i want to remind us that it's okay it's okay to cry it's okay to smile it's okay to ask for help it's okay at the top of the installment i talked about the incident that happened in south carolina the killer's name is Rick Chow, and he killed Cyrus Carmack Belton for believing he, he was stealing from his stove. You understand? Four bottles of water. Come on now. Shot him in the back. Oh, they crushed Sun Store. Damn. If I could look at the little... <laughs> if you look at the picture of the convenience store, oh yeah, they wrecked that junk. He out of business for sure. He wild for that. He was 58 years old. Ain't that some shit? Whew. As I gather my thoughts, it's just disappointing. I think when we have these conversations now in 2023, we talk about sexuality and transgenderism and this and that and Joe Biden and whatever's happening in the reality TV world, Baddies West and all this other like those types of distractions are so or should be viewed so minuscule at this point because the larger picture has to be at play. You understand? It has to be a lot more vivid at this point. Me as an individual, I try to be as objective as possible, especially when delivering levels of information. I felt like this installment was filled with a lot of emotion and I could feel it when I was speaking. So to close this out, I kind of want to slow down just a little bit so we can have a have a tool, right? Have have access to a piece of information that can help us tone down tone down our emotions when they might be at a higher state. I think it started with the conversation we were having about the convenience store, the convenience store killing. I used to cover that information so much, right? And it like I stopped doing it because it was making me sad, it was making me angry. 
So then I started taking that anger and honing in and I started sharing levels of information that can help us protect our energy and our peace with these type from these types of distractions. You understand? I say all that to say is that this information that I'm coming across at this moment comes from a book called The Obstacle is the Way. Where it says the obstacle is the way. We are often told to avoid obstacles, but that's ill-advised. You understand? How dare we say we avoid the obstacles? We could be avoiding one obstacle and running right into another one. <laughs> you understand? So for us to try to avoid obstacles can only require us to use levels of energy that's unnecessary. One portion of the book that I read not too long ago had to do with the difference between being observant and having and excuse me observing eye and our perceiving eye okay there's a difference between being observant and living in perception or just always falling for our perception the observing eye simply sees what's there the perceiving eye sees more than what's there when we're trying to move or elevate in a space we have to look and see for look and see what's there and not make it for what we want it to be. In order for us to do that, we have to be objective. We have to put our personal opinion aside. We have to put our personal perspectives aside and truly and honestly assess, this bird's blowing me, truly and honestly assess what's being presented in front of us. Because the observing eye sees, is clear of distractions, is clear of the quote unquote exaggerations and the misconceptions. But the perceiving eye sees insurmountable obstacles, right? Major setbacks, even just very small issues. Us as individuals, like I always say, I'm still trying to figure out why, we always stack up the negatives. And it becomes difficult for us to stack up the positives. When the positives should have a more should have more effect on our lives, and in some cases it does. But in a lot of cases, we find ourselves using the negative as fuel. And I want us to kind of shift gears a little bit to steer away from that. We can look at the positives and use that as momentum. I used to talk about on my installments how I used the negative as momentum. That's because that's all I had. Now that I've removed a lot of negatives from my life, I got to find something to fuel me. I can go back to the old negatives, but that just opened up old wounds in some cases. Now we got to use what's available and that's the objective once we steady ourselves and we hold back our emotions you will see things clearly and i pause because i i'm still practicing that that's definitely an easy one of those easier said than done but i've seen the benefits of that and i've also seen having this type of conversation with someone and they come into me a month later saying, yo, you remember that conversation we had? And we was talking about X, Y, and Z. Man, why this happened? I'm like, what? We did bring that up. Because we, we, we sat with the emotions, we assessed it, and then we moved forward. We didn't just go on a whim. You understand? And we often do that because of the perception that we have. We lost all, we've lost all objectivity. You understand? We can't do that. At some point, we have to realize that the ideas and the information that we put into our own heads can deter us from what we're actually trying to achieve. Perceptions are the problem. They give us the quote-unquote information that we need at the exact moment where we don't need it. 
because we're not focusing on what's immediately in front of us. We've, we've taken the objectivity out of it and we've inserted our own false narrative. And then somehow or another, a reality has been created all off, all off a false perception. If we were objective or if we had remained objective, we wouldn't have failed for that old trick. And it just is what it is because I fell for it as well. To be objective means to, be, means to remove yourself, the subjective part. All right. Once we're able to see what we're doing and how we can do that, I don't know, not better, but more efficiently, because we might be doing a very good job. We're just not consistent, which means that we're not efficient. So I don't want us to feel like we have to change what we're doing. But if we want to be objective, it's not that we're not doing good. We're just not being consistent at it. All right. Think about think about it as when people come to you advice, come to you for advice. You see their problem so clear. It's like, oh, that's where you're stumbling at. Oh, yeah, I would do X, Y, and Z. Or maybe you should try X, Y, and Z. But when we look in the mirror, we don't necessarily see our troubles as clear. Our trouble, our troubles aren't as vivid as the troubles we see in others. Once we become more objective, we will remove ourselves and we can insert anyone in that situation and offer solutions. It's the minute that we insert ourselves, we can't properly assess ourselves. That's to another one of our earlier points when it comes to self-evaluating. In order for us to do that, we have to hone into what we're trying to do in the moment. We have to be objective. We can't allow too many thoughts, too many ideas to change what we're doing or in an attempt to do. You understand? And I'll just leave that there. This installment closes out the month of May. When we, when we are on the other side of the month of June... In the month of June, we are, I don't know what we're going to be embarking on. I just hope it's something good. Because the summertime's coming. Y'all parents going to have to start taking care of y'all own kids. <laughs> and give us teachers a break. As I find, I ain't going to find no closing song. We're just going to end out on this. Yes, family, we are here. We are live. And we were in full effect. I will see you on the other side. I'm your host, Him Not Them. And if you really want to have this conversation with me, you got to talk to me 30. Peace.